Cool. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to Ragers. If you've been here with Orange Weekly for quite some time now, you know that this is a sports betting show that we added to our season of episodes last year and our podcast last year. And just like each and every one of our episodes here at Orange Weekly, if you're not familiar with Ragers, we're all about friends, brews, and Broncos news. But this is a unique show, right, where we're going to be talking about the Broncos where we're only going to be focused on sports betting trends and fantasy football trends that we're going to see within the Broncos weekly matchups. Now, each and every week, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting out a podcast just for you all to consume, to learn about these trends on every week. My name is Ray. I'm going to be hanging out with you each and every week. It's called Ragers for a reason because I'm the resident sports betting and fantasy guru here. I'm joined by one of my fellow co-hosts at Orange Weekly, one of my best friends growing up. You all might know him as Jared, but we call him J-Rock around here. What's up, J-Rock? How you doing today, man? <laughs> hey, what's going on, Ray? Let's, uh, I'm excited. Let's do this. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Jared, man, He last year all he would do is just – Hey Ray, what are you betting on this weekend? Hey, put twenty five dollars on it for you. So I, I made that. I, I put some money in your you pocket. As and sometimes I was just probably I, I was probably just not supposed to do that. I would just send you money and be like, make some bets for me, man. I, just, I don't even know what you're gonna bet for me. Just bet for me and let me know what I need to cheer for. Yes. And Jared's got such a great perspective when he's talking about he's got that analytical football mindset. I got a little bit of that uh, sort of the betting background and then some of the strategies. I think us two are going to make a tremendous pair this year. And, you know, Jared, hey, man, you know what time it is? Beer 30? Beer 30! Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Awesome. We're going to join y'all each and every week. We're going to talk about Broncos. We're going to talk about betting. We're going to talk about some beer. This week I have um, 5030 Double IPA from Berthed Brewing Company in Colorado. It's a tiny, tiny little brew house in Berthed, Colorado. It's got incredibly tasty beer. And one of my favorite golf courses up in that northern Colorado area, they sell this cart lady sells these like $3 a beer. These double IPAs will get you in trouble. I'll be shooting birdies on hole six, seven, and then I'm just triple bogeys the rest of the way after a couple of these suckers. But Jared, what do you got over there? What are you drinking, man? You know, the good old California style, <laughs> the good old California style flavored beer. Uh, it's called the uh, Golden Road Brewing. Sounds like a California thing. And uh, yeah. this is the pineapple. This is the pineapple cart. We also, I was drinking earlier the mango cart. They're both uh, very delicious beers, flavored naturally. Yeah, but delicious. We won't, hold, we won't hold California against you. You know, you're, I know you're a Colorado <laughs> native. We won't hold it against I'm, I'm, you. You know, I still got the color on the heart, and that's where I want to end up. All right. Yeah, absolutely. So here's how ragers work we're going to be putting out a show. Like I said, each and every week, we're going to be talking about sports betting trends, and we're going to talk about fantasy football trends. However, we needed to put out two preseason shows. So if you're watching this show and you haven't watched our first episode or listened to our first episode, that is the fantasy football one on one episode. It's out there wherever you can get your podcast. Please click. Click on it, download it. You're gonna we're gonna talk just exclusively about fantasy football strategies, fantasy football projections, and Bronco fantasy stuff in that episode. Today, in this episode, what we're gonna be focusing on is sports betting 101. We're gonna be talking about some of the foundation fundamental concepts that you need to know when it comes to sports betting, some of the key terms and the verbiage that we use when we're talking about sports betting. And then we're going to actually look at some uh, preseason projections, some season-long betting props for the Broncos, and we're going to be making our first handful of Rager bets today on this show where we're going to be talking about what we're going to take as Ragers um, moving forward for the season-long bets for the year. So Ooh, let me get my notes out. I got to make yeah. sure I take some notes on this. I just... <laughs> notes out, Jared, and we're going to try to make some money. So again, we're going to be put on the show each and every week. Wherever you get your podcast, wherever you want to download your podcast, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. We are still going to be putting out content on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter feed. Our Twitter feed is going to actually give you an opportunity to engage with Ragers where you can ask your weekly fantasy and sports betting questions on there. And we will answer those questions on these shows. And something I'm incredibly excited about, I have a handful of guests and people that I work with, that I've used, that I've followed for years, some professional sports bettors, 
professional fantasy folks to just your average Raiders fan that we're going to bring on and make fun of. We have guests that are going to be joining us each week to kind of talk through what maybe some of the bets that they like for their NFL lineup, some of the, the fantasy daily projections that they see, some of the fantasy waiver wire pickups. So we're going to not only be giving you content from, from, from my perspective and J-Rock's perspective, but we're also going to get some outside perspective, just really get a good sense. And and at the end of the day, listen, if we've watched the Broncos whoop some butt and maybe put some money in your pocket, I think this is what it's going to be all about. How's that sound, Jared? That sounds good to me, man. Let's get, let's keep this up. Let's uh I want to I want to see everybody win. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? It's just having a good time and making sure we put some money in people's pocket. So here's what we're gonna do. Let, we're gonna maybe spend the next few minutes here. We're gonna talk about some key terms. And I want to kind of go through some things, some lingo, some of the things that you see when we're talking about it. Sports betting is big, it's huge, right? The COVID pandemic put everybody at home, and next thing you know, table tennis is the number one thing that people are betting on because they <laughs> going on. Sports rise. I'm over here chomping at the bit. Just thank God we got the NBA and MLB back because I've been trying to bet. I've I've lost more money and won more money than you can believe on Korean baseball this offseason. <laughs> and so the big thing though is sports betting's legal in a lot of places now, especially in Colorado. So we want to make sure that you know how to get into the sports betting world. You know what language you're seeing. You know what you're betting on. And you also just know kind of some general strategies to help you potentially put some money in your pocket. The first thing that I want to mention is called the money line. When we talk about the money line, when they say, oh, I'm going to take the Broncos money line. Well, all you're saying that's, that's, is uh, that's when they have the, the string and a hundred dollar bill and they pull it while people try to chase it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> almost got it you know almost had it almost had it (laughs) so the money line basically what you're saying is you're picking the broncos to win the broncos money line is that you're betting that the broncos win a game now it's not quite that simple because when you go click on to bet on the broncos money line you're going to see a number next to the broncos money line and it's going to say something like minus 160 plus 220 minus 400 and what that money line is what that plus and minus is is that's what it's doing is what we refer to as juice you you're not going to be able to just bet the broncos hey jared i bet you 20 bucks that the broncos beat the raiders next week that's not how vegas works right vegas knows who's the big time favorite who's not a favorite and you're not going to be able to just say oh i'm going to bet you 20 dollars that the broncos win and i'm going to get 20 dollars back out of the deal so that's what that plus minus is telling you that's called the juice if the broncos are favorited that number is going to be a negative it's going to be minus 160 minus 220 minus 500 if the broncos are underdogs you're going to see plus 180 plus 225 plus 300. And what that juice, what that means is you got to think about it is, is if I were to bet $100, what money would I get back? So let's say the juice, it said plus 100. That means if I bet $100 on the Broncos, I would get $100 back out of the Broncos. If the juice says plus 225, that means the Broncos are a significant underdog. I bet $100, I would get $225 back. So that's what that plus 225 means there for you when you're looking at the juice. Now, of course, if the Broncos are a big-time favorite, clearly they're supposed to win the game. Now you're going to see a negative sign, right? It's going to say minus 300, minus 400. If it's minus 400, that means if I bet $100, I'm only going to get $25 back, right? Because what what they're saying is they're supposed to win, so I'm not going to just give you your money back. I'm going to give you a little bit less than that back. So the interesting thing, though, is what do we know about Vegas? Jared and I have had many a good experience in Vegas. <laughs> Vegas always wins, right? Vegas, Vegas exists because they make money. So one thing I want to mention here is this is how Vegas makes their money. If, a, if the game was even 50-50, there was a coin flip. It was literally 50-50. What you're going to see is minus 110. Minus 110 is what we call standard juice across the board. That means that the odds are even. It's a 50-50 split, but you only get $90 back on a minus 110 bet, right? I'm going to put $100 in and I'm going to get ni- I'm going to get I'm going to net $90. That's how Vegas makes their money. On the coin flip at the Super Bowl that you can bet on. Vegas doesn't give a shit if it's heads or tails. 
because they're only giving back $90 for every $100 that they got in. So when you see that the line is 100 minus 110, that is a 50-50 line. If it starts to get more negative, that means the Broncos are more of a favorite. If it starts to get more positive, that means the Broncos are less of a favorite. They're underdogs in that situation. So that's that's what we call juice, right? So money line, I'm going to bet the Broncos. If they're a favorite, I got to pay the juice. If they're underdogs, then I'm going to get paid extra because I'm betting against the spread, so to speak. Or betting against okay, the but- all right, but Ray, I want I want to put in a hundred dollars, and if I win, I want to get a hundred dollars back. I don't want to get nine dollars back. How do I bet to make sure that I get that money back uh, from what I put in? Yeah, exactly. So one of the ways, so let's say the Broncos are a heavy favorite, right? Let's say the Broncos are playing against the New York Jets. Broncos are going to whoop the New York Jets, right? Or let's say the Broncos playing the Tennessee Titans in Week One, right? We're a fa- we're slightly favored in that game by a couple of points. In that case. If I'm going to bet $100 on the Broncos, I'm not going to get my money back, right? I'm going to get a little bit less. I'm going to get a, maybe I might I might put $100 in, but I might get $150 out, right? I might only get $50 in winnings in that case. That's when we want to start to look at what we call the spread. And the spread is basically what we're talking about is how many points we're essentially affording the other team in either direction. So money line is you're just picking, hey, Broncos got to win. That's the money line. The spread, however, you might see it, um, and, and we're seeing fluctuating lines, but for example, against the Tennessee Titans, we're seeing minus two and a half. Broncos minus two and a half. What that means is that not only do the Broncos have to win, they have to win by at least two and a half points. And so if the Broncos go in um, and they win on Monday Night Football 23-20, that covers the two minus two and a half spread because we we cover we won by at least two and a half points, and thus Spreads are almost always what you're talking about, Jared, more of that even money transaction, right? Where I put a hundred dollars in and I'm going to get minus the juice, right? We always got to pay the man, right? Vegas got to make the money, but we're going to get that $90 back out, which is what we're looking for in that juice situation. The spread is also interesting in the other direction, right? Broncos playing the Kansas city chiefs. We might be plus nine. So you might see a line where it says Broncos plus nine. What that means is that the Broncos could lose the game but as long as they don't lose by more than nine points, we would cover the spread, so to speak. And so um, that's kind of what we're thinking about here. We're kind of looking at the money line and the spread and how those two things kind of coordinate with one another when we're thinking about making our sports bet on a weekly basis in those capacities. The so next- when you're, when you're, um, when you're betting, so we have money line and the spread, what, which one do you recommend? So I, I normally like whenever I give you money, I'd usually, I, I play on the spread just because you kind of have that little bit of a wiggle room, right? Yes. If we're the underdogs, we lose, like you said, if we lose by one point, then I still get my money back. What, which one do you usually play? That That's a great question. Let me, let me ask you this question, Jared. If you were to give me a hundred dollars and I were to give you $20 back, Plus your hundred dollars. So you gave me a hundred dollars, and I gave you one hundred twenty dollars back. Would you think that that was a pretty good deal? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got my twenty dollars back. Twenty dollars back. So one of the things that I think a lot of rookie betters make mistakes on is that they're not willing to pay a high juice. You see a juice number of minus two fifty, minus three hundred. Okay, I'm going to put a hundred dollars in, and I'm only going to get a hundred and thirty dollars back. I'm only going to make thirty dollars if the Broncos win. And they tend to see that and they go, oh, you know, I want to make more than that. I want to, I want to, you know, gamble, baby. I want to make some, and I <laughs> move towards the spread. I, I am of the belief I'm all about cashing tickets. I want to get as many wins as I can. And if I have to, if I'm going to put in a hundred dollars and I'm only going to win $30 when I could have bet the spread and potentially want a $90 back, I'm good with winning 30 bucks. I mean, that's, that's my belief on the situation. And so when we look at those two things kind of in conjunction, we really want to kind of think about our risk um, that we're looking at to the to the reward, right? I mean, Kansas City Chiefs playing against the Broncos, plus if the Kansas Chiefs are nine-point favorites, we're going to probably be looking at juice of like minus 800, minus 600. That means we're going to bet $100 and we're going to get $12 back. In that situation, I don't know that I would mess around with paying playing with the money lines. And we'll talk about two other ways that we could potentially make some money on those things here in a second. But I'm of the belief, Jared, I want to cash tickets. I don't care if I got to put $100 in and only win 30 bucks. Because if I believe the Broncos are going to win and I they're a five and a half point favorite, but I ooh, the Broncos, the way the Broncos have been playing, like they were last year, let's take for example, where they're scare, scoring 20, 23 points a game. They're not really, they're just last possession team. They're not really hanging teams by 15, 20, 25 points. 
I might just pay the hundred dollars and just just to win forty and be good instead of going with the spread in that situation. Makes sense. So I'm going to give you one more bet, and then I'll talk about some of these other things. The other thing is what we see is something called an over-under. And what that refers to is that they're going to set some sort of point value, um, and they're going to say the over-under the game. So, for example, they might say, oh, the over-under of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Tennessee Titan game next week on Thursday Night Football, and I have not looked up this number, so I'm making it up, might be at 53 points. What that over-under is is what they're, what they're referring to is the total number of points scored between both teams. And I'm assuming it's probably high 40s or low 50s based on the two player, the two teams that are going to be playing in that game. So when I look at an over-under, we might see, oh, okay, the Kansas City Chiefs, or Kansas City Chiefs-Houston Texans game has an over-under of 49.5 points. That means I'm betting that the total score will either be over 49.5 or under 49.5. Now, over-unders, you can bet them on anything you can think of that's related to a football game. I mean literally anything. You can bet the over-under on the points scored in the first quarter, the over-under on the points scored in the second quarter, the over-under on the points scored in the first half, the over-under on the points just scored by the home team, the over-under on the points just scored by the away team. You could look up the over-under on the number of Rushing yards, the over-under on the number of passing yards, the over-under on the number of touchdowns, <laughs> receptions, you name it. Right. You can look at as many over I think we get it. Got it? You need a couple more examples. Just, you got it. One more, one more. Give me one more. Over-under on the number of holding penalties from Garrett Bowles in a game. You name there it. There it is. All right. The thing about over-unders, which is interesting, is it's almost always – uh, standard juice minus 110 because what they'll do let's say drew locks yards are set at 285 passing yards on a game and let's say a lot of people are betting the over what vegas just does is they simply just move the line up okay a lot of people clearly think it's going to go over 285 yards i'm just going to move vegas will move the the yardage to 295 yards until people start betting the under and they'll kind of find that equilibrium point where it's about 50 50 of the money is coming on the over and 50 percent of the money is coming on the under and that's kind of how vegas sets their line and so when you start to see that, that again vegas doesn't give a shit if drew lock has if he if he's over or under because what vegas is going to do is they're going to constantly move that line so it's about 50% of the money's on both sides of the coin. And that's how they do that. So when you're talking about over and unders, they're almost always even juice, even money on those things. All right, Jared, you asked me some questions about, okay, how do I make more money, right? I, oh, crap. I see that the Broncos are a big time favorite. And I don't want to put $100 just to win $15 back. Or you might see... Kansas City Chiefs are a big-time favorite. I don't want to just bet $100 to win $12 back. How do I get more value for my money? And I'm going to give you two options here. One is called a parlay. And what a parlay is, is basically what you're saying. Parlay to you, sir. Parlay to you and parlay to you. (laughs) What a parlay is, is that you're saying two things are going to happen. So you're betting that two things must happen. And typically what we do is when I see heavy favorites – I try to parlay a couple of games together. So maybe in week one, you see, oh, the Kansas City Chiefs are a big-time favorite. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. You also see that the Seattle Seahawks are a big-time favorite, two big favorites. What you can do is you can take both of those lines together and you parlay those lines together. When you parlay them, the likelihood of both of those things happening becomes lower, right? And what you start to see is you start to see these big lines start to come down. And so you might be able to parlay two heavy favorites and now get the juice down to minus 200. You might be able to parlay three heavy favorites or four heavy favorites, and you might be able to get the parlay. You might even get the juice to the point where you're actually going into the positive. Um, I've won many a ticket. I've cashed many a ticket in my life where I've parlayed two or three heavy favorites and gotten those three things to come together. And now instead of paying minus 800, minus 600, and minus 750 juice, I'm getting minus 110 juice to get all three of those things to happen. Here's the bad side. If one of those three things or one of those two things or one of those 10 things on your parlay card do not happen, you lose the entire parlay. So if I'm betting $100 that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos win in week one, and neither or, or if both of those things don't happen, I don't get paid. If one happens and the other one doesn't, I don't get paid. They both have to happen. 
parlays are the way that people make the bazillions of dollars that you see on Twitter where they made a $10 bet and they won like a $10,000 ticket. That's how they did it was through parlays. And typically what you see with those are six, eight, 10, 12 leg parlays. And when I say leg, what I'm talking about is how many games um, where they're, they're parlaying all of these things together. So Jared, to answer your question, I might look at the, I might look at my ticket on a Sunday and say, Oh, I love the Kansas city chiefs. They're a no doubter. I think they're going to win no matter what. They're playing against the New York Jets. Clearly, you see I have an affinity for, for picking on the Jets. <laughs> oh, they're playing against the New York Jets. Okay, Kansas City Chiefs are not losing. I might target them in a parlay, and I might create a couple of parlays with that game, knowing that that's probably a dead hit lock. I'm going to take Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going to parlay it with the over in the Broncos game. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going to parlay it with the Monday night football game. And I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going to parlay it with something else. And that way I've built a ticket all around that game. Now, if Kansas City blows it, um, then then I would have lost them all. But that's some one of those strategies there. And then the, the last one that I'll give to you, and then we'll get we'll drop into some of these, these plans here, is there's, a, there's something we refer to as a teaser. All right, and this comes back to kind of Jared's point here. What Vegas allows you to do and what sports betting apps will allow you to do is they will allow you to tease two lines together. And actually, you can tease more than that. But what they'll typically do is you can take any two lines and you can move the line six points in either direction. And you can put those two teams together and you can create uh, what it typically pays out as even odds. So what I mean by that, and this is any two lines. So... You can take the Kansas City Chiefs, who maybe are a four-point favorite against the uh, Tennessee or against the Houston Texans next week, and you can say, "I'm going to take the Kansas City instead of being a four-point favorite. I'm going to make them a two-point underdog." So you're going to actually tease the line, and you're going to move the line six points in either direction, or you might say, "Oh, you know what? The Broncos are a five-point underdog." I'm going to make them an eleven-point underdog, and you're going to move that line so that way they go down eleven points, so that way they. Um, have a chance. Now they cannot, not, they don't have to lose by five, but they can lose by up to 11. And you can also tease this with over under. So you might say, oh, you know what? The Broncos game, the over under is at 38. I'm going to tease that down to 32 points, or I'm going to tease that up to 44 points. And so you got to, you have to pick two, at least two lines, and then you can move them in six points in the other direction. And you can take two lines. And if you take two lines, the odds become that even money odds that we've been talking about, that minus 110 juice. So $100 in. $90 out on that. So those are some of the strategies, Jared, back to what you were saying. Okay, Kansas City Chiefs, big-time favorite, right? Broncos are a big-time under, whatever it is, and that you want to get more money for your bang for your buck, you can think about parlaying them with some other lines, or you could tease the line in a way that would make your life a little bit more, you know, you the, the, the line would be a little bit more obtainable in that point. So that makes sense. So we got, we got money line, we got our spread, and we got our over-under. And ways to make bets on those is to parlay them, even straight up on any of those three. Straight up on any uh, of par- Parlay them, put them all together, and have three or four bets going. And as long as they all make it, I get my I make some money. Big and money. then we got the teaser, where usually equal line, but I can move them six points in another direction. You got it right. So That's you might look at a game, and this is typically what I like. I love teasers. Let's say the Seattle Seahawks are a six-point favorite. Now, I with the teaser, I've moved that line to just even. All they have to do is win at that point in time, right? And then now I'm looking <laughs> at the card, and I'm looking for some other line that's right on the edge, right? Where I'm like, oh, man, I really like this line a lot. But I, I, can't, I can't do Kansas City at nine-point favorite. Now I can tease them down to a three-point favorite. And now I have two lines that I really, really like. So teasers are a great way to definitely make some money. All right, Jared, what's your betting strategy? No, nah, I'm just kidding. No. Oh, don't, give me that. don't give me that yet. I'm still um, taking notes over here. I'm a, I'm a student of the game right now. You know what I'm saying? Here's the first. Right, now we're going to go with some betting advice, betting strategies. Here's the very first thing that I need. This is literally the most important thing, and, and this is why they have 1-800 numbers and all this crap that you have going on. I say this kind of jokingly, but also serious at the same time. Just have a plan. I can promise you that you will not win every single bet. In fact... Remember, there's that juice. You have to pay that juice. Even if the odds are 50-50, you're only going to get $90 back for every $100 that you bet. So in order to even break even, you have to actually get 55% of your bets correct. You have to at least, you have to be better than 50-50 and even to just get your money back. Once again, right? Vegas always wins, right? They always win. So just make sure that you have a plan. 
Think about what it means to you. For me, sports betting is entertainment. Sports betting turns a shitty Thursday night football game, a crappy Monday night football game, into something that is <laughs> interesting and valuable for me to watch. I tend to set my sports bets, and we'll talk about something called a unit here in a second, equal to what I would consider entertainment. You go out to dinner. I don't know what it is for you up there in San Diego there, Jared, but you go out to dinner and beers. and more. You're talking maybe 50, 100 bucks, right? $200 right. for a nice night out. So for me, to me, that's equivalent to my my Thursday night football game. It's an entertainment value for me. $50 to go out to dinner, or I can sit on my couch and drink a six-pack of beer that I paid $9 for, and I'm going to put $50 on this game, and I'm going to be equally entertained. So just think about that and have a plan. You you will lose. I, 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 I can promise you that. In fact, professional gamblers – Professional gamblers average about 60, maybe 65% of the time that they're winning. That's it. If you are following some guy on Instagram right now or on Twitter that says that they're winning 75% of the time, they are lying to you. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever, ever, ever wins that many that often. Now, of course, I've gone on streaks in my life where I've won six, eight, 12, 15 bets. I've gone 15 and three in a week and I've just been smoking it. If you followed Rangers last year, in fact, through yeah. like five weeks of the season, we were at like 85% we killing it. at that point. You will regress to the mean. Nobody is, nobody, nobody is 75% or better. 60% is, uh, 55% you break even, 60% you're making money and you're feeling good about your life. That's, that's how it works in this world. In fact, I want to share a story with you, Jerry. Can I share a story? Yeah, absolutely, man. That's what, is your show. I've had like I've had like four times in my gambling career where I've like just quit. Like I've just been like I need like I need like three months of a break. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was I was on a pretty pretty significant down streak. Again, I've had streaks where I've won 15 bets out of 20, and I've had streaks where I've lost 15 out of 20. Right bets that that happened. That it just it's just that's the way that the world works. And I remember I was like on a significant down streak. And I bought back in and I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is it. If I lose this money, I'm out of here. I don't give a crap. And I basically went all in on this three-game parlay, uh, NBA parlay, back back when uh, LeBron James was at the Heat. And I caught, I cast the first two legs of the parlay. I mean, I'm talking, you know, we'll talk about our units here in a second, but I'm talking 150 bucks to win like eight or $900. Put me back up. I'm, I'm, I'm back in business. You know, I rectify my losses for the last couple of months. I'm, I'm good to go, right? Um, and, and I have LeBron James – and the Heat, I need them to – they're playing against some some bullcrap team like the Magic or something like that at this time. And I need them to score 106 points. The over-under was 106 <laughs> for the first half. And I remember that number 106 for some freaking reason in my mind. And the end of the first quarter, they had scored like 79 points. It was like 43-35 or something like – it was like – Nice. They needed like 25 points in the second quarter. They scored 19 19 points in the second quarter and I lost like, <laughs> lose parlay. And I was like, I was like rage quit. I like <laughs> I was out of there and I was like done. And I was like done sports betting for a while. I, I share that only because you need to have a plan. You got to go in with some mindset and you need to know you're going to lose. We're going to lose this. We're going to lose this year. Now, ideally when we get to the end of this and on week 16, we probably are, hopefully we're above 60%. That means everybody's got cash in their pockets and we're going to be having a good time. So you will, absolutely lose period no fans or buts that sounds about right man I, I i i will tell a story about my terrible betting last year and i wouldn't say terrible so i was following you and we did a lot of good bets last year and uh you know i talked about it on the fantasy 101 which hopefully you guys listen to before you listen to this one noah fan Got us. I don't know what it was that there's the second week i think and you were hot you were like i said you were 12 and 2 we were just Put in some money. We're making some money. I took all of my winnings on a solid what I thought was – I think Noah Fant had to get like 10 yards. Like it was, yeah, it was so low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a shoe-in. Like all he had to do was catch one ball in the whole game. Yeah, he caught was, nothing. I think it was 21 yards for the game. Yeah, 21 and yards. Was, yeah, for the like, whole game. I think he caught one ball for 10 yards is what happened in that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, I was so mad. And it was like the worst part was like the entire fourth quarter. I'm like just – I'll, I just just please throw the ball to Noah just once. I just need one one ball to fan. But yeah, I, I put all my winnings into that, and then it was like, well, I, I'm back to even now, and that's how it worked out. But uh, yeah, so I, I definitely get your get your feeling there. 
Yeah, totally. You're, we're going to lose, but we're going to have a good time doing it. Let me just share one more bit of advice uh, before we jump into some, Just I want to share just a couple betting strategies. The one bit of advice I want to talk about is something that we refer to as a unit. When you're looking at, when you're following sports betting, wherever you get your sports betting information, Pro Football Focus puts out some great information. We're going to put out some incredible information for the Broncos. Um, you get the Action Network. You can go on Twitter and you can find thousand dudes who think that they're cappers and you can do those things. They're all going to talk about something referred to as a unit. And they, you'll see them say, oh, max units. Oh, a three-unit play, a one-unit play, a five-unit play, all of those bits and pieces. What people refer to, and this could be a thousand different things, um, but a unit is typically what I refer to as your standard bet. And some sports bettors believe that your standard bet should be 1% of your bankroll. Some of them say it's supposed to be 10% of your bankroll. Some of them are whatever it is of those things. Here's what I would say to you. Decide how much money you're going to, you're willing to lose that you're comfortable losing. How much money are you willing to entertain, spend on entertainment for your Sunday? For me, typically it's 200, 300 bucks. That's what I'm looking at on a typical Sunday. Again, there might be some days that I'm a little bit hotter and I tend to have a little bit more uh, cash flow in my accounts. And then I tend to maybe have a little bit more wiggle room. Some days <laughs> I'm a little bit colder and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting more like 50, I'm only going to bet a 50 or hundred bucks on the day or whatever it is. And that's, and I'm going to share with you my own personal kind of what I value as a unit. Again, you might be listening to this. You might think to yourself, I'm going to put a thousand dollars a game. Good for you. I'm going to give you some hell of advice and you're going to make a hell of a lot of money. Um, you might be thinking to yourself, I'm going to bet $10 a game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you might be thinking, I'm going to bet $10 a game and good for you. And guess what? We're going to have a good time and I'm going to put some money in your pocket that way too. But what I would think of as a unit is what is your standard bet? If you're going to make four bets on a Saturday or a four bets on a Sunday, what are you comfortable betting on each one of those? And typically for me, it's 25, maybe 50 bucks, depending on how I'm doing streaking wise on those things. And so I'm always going to be thinking about unit plays. Now there's occasionally where there'll be a line that I really, really love. Um, we were hammering Philip Lindsay last year, hammering his yeah. yard. They, get, they kept sticking his yards at like 60 yards in a game and we were just crushing it. Towards, you know, as I saw that going, I started betting two or three units. I was putting $75 on that bet, and I was maybe putting $25 on a couple of other bets. So I'm not going to mess with it too much, but just know when you see that word unit, it can mean a lot of things. For me, what's your standard bet? Is it $10? Is it $100 per bet? Are you comfortable with that? Are you comfortable with $25 per bet? You've decided what your unit is. This should be entertainment. Again, I'm going to put in four, five bets. What does that mean for you? Does that mean $100? Okay, I'm going to split $100 between four or five bets. Or does that mean $500? You decide. You're the only one that knows for sure what that entertainment value is for. So think about that. Two betting strategies, advices, things that I want to share with you. Number one is people say don't bet on your favorite team. And I think that there is some validity to this is that I think oftentimes we as Bronco fans, we got our orange and blue goggles on, right? We think the Broncos, <laughs> Evan Dandino's already picked them to go 16 and 0, win the Super Bowl, the whole damn thing. Drew Locke's MVP, Von Miller's defensive player of the year. You know, Kevin Dandino's got those blue and orange goggles on. So I, I, I agree to some extent, right? That I think you tend to bet with your heart, not your head, when you're betting on your favorite teams. And oftentimes I've heard a lot of people who are pro gamblers and people who gamble for heavily twice as much. 10 times more than I do, they tend to not bet on teams that they root for. I will challenge you with this though. I bet on the Broncos because I follow the Broncos. I eat, sleep, drink. I digest Broncos content nonstop. I have a sense on what the Tuesday press conference was, the Wednesday press conference was. I know who practiced this week. I know who didn't practice this week. I know who's poised to have a big game, who's not poised to have a big game. So I tend to not actually bet on the Broncos, but I tend to bet on player props. I tend to bet on some betting tendencies. I tend to bet on some over-unders because I have a sense of what the Broncos are happening. I love the Broncos. You love the Broncos. We're going to bet on the Broncos all year long, but just know that some people say don't bet on the Broncos. And again, I got J-Rock. So he's like, he's all smart <laughs> over there. So he's going to help us with all those analytics throughout the year. So, I mean, think about it, Jared, right? You got you know what the tendencies are. You know what the matchups are. You know how the the wide receiver crew compares to the cornerback crew that we're going to be facing in the following week. Right. That, well, that's all we do. That analytics, we I mean, that's that's all we do here at Orange Weekly is is digest and try to dissect what we're looking at. And I'm, but you're right. I mean, sometimes, especially as Broncos country, we like to look at it as 
oh, I mean, our guy's better than the guy on the other side. I don't care what you say. I And, you know, luckily here at Orange Weekly, we, we don't really do that. We will tell you straight up if the cornerback's better than the wide receiver and not to put not to put any money on to, to Cortland Sun at the time. But you're right. Sometimes it happens. But mm-hmm. And, in fact, we made a lot of money last year betting we did. against the Broncos. I mean, we really did. We, we looked did. at lines and we said, you know what, the Broncos are five-point underdogs, and that's that's too generous. And so we took the other way a couple times. Not popular opinions. But again, knowing the Broncos helps with that. The, the the next thing, and this is probably the heartbeat, which most people say is the most important thing when you're talking about sports betting. One of the best things that you can view as an individual is something we refer to line movement. Again, who always wins, Jared? Vegas. And the Bron- Ve- Bronco and the Vegas, right? But Vegas oh, always sorry. wins. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and and here's how vegas wins so what we'll see here and this data is publicly available for you you can find this data if you just google it really quickly i personally use the action network that's my number one go-to when i'm checking this data that i'm about to share with you but you can go look at any line and you can see where the betting public is what percentage of the bets is coming in on what side of the house so if i want to look at the broncos line for monday night they might say 60% of the money is, or 60% of the bets are coming in on the Broncos side. 40% of the bets are coming on the Tennessee Titans side. But here's a unique thing that you will see. Sometimes we'll see the line move counterproductively. Let's say we see 70% of the bets are coming in for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're a four-point favorite. But the next day I get up and I check, they're now a two-point favorite. But yet they're getting 70% of the bets are coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs. How come the line went the opposite direction? And the reason why is because the big money sharks in Vegas just hammered the line the other direction. Even though us Dumbos who are putting in $50, $100, $25 bets and were hammering the Chiefs because they just won the Super Bowl, some guy just walked into the Venetian and put $100,000 on the Tennessee Titans. Some guy just walked into Caesars Palace and put two $50,000 bets on the Titans. And so what we see is Vegas is going to move the line not to balance the number of bets, but to balance the dollars. Money. And so, it's all about the money. All about the money because Vegas doesn't give a shit who wins because Vegas is only paying out 90% of the winnings on either side. So if we see 70% of the bets on one side, but the line moves the other direction, that means that's where the smart money is coming in on. And so that's one of the most incredible things that we can look at. So when I'm doing this starting Wednesday, rolling into Sunday, I'm looking at the lines daily and I'm seeing some of those trends. And if I see again, Vegas is, or the, the Kansas City Chiefs are 70% of the 70% of the bets are coming down Kansas City, but the line moves in the other direction. That tells me that the smart money, the big dollar money is coming in the other direction. And other that side. is something you need to be cognizant of. So we'll tell you about them. You don't even have to look it up. If you want to know about the Broncos, <laughs> we will tell you here. Jared, any thoughts right or questions you got there, brother? That man, I have uh, taken copious notes, and I am ready to get this season started. I'm ready to uh, put some money where our mouth is and see what we could do to to win some money for us, man. So let's have some fun, then, Jared. I'm going to play let's a game with you, and it's uh, time. Oh, you love games. I know you do. I love these it's games. Time. It's time for Ragers, and I'm going to give you my season-long bets, but I'm going to pick on Jared first before we get there. Oh, great. So I'm going to share with you, Jared, a couple of numbers, and okay. we're going to talk about Drew Locke. We're going to start with Drew Locke, and I'm going to give you what his season-long projection totals are, and then I'm going to share with you what I believe are the bets to take based on Drew Locke's numbers. All right? So I'm going to give you Drew Locke's touchdowns, yards, and interceptions, and I want you to tell me too high, too low, and then we're going to make our bets here today. So Drew Locke right now is projected to have 21 and a half touchdowns. That's where the over-under is set on the year. 3,550 yards, so 3,500 yards on the year, or over-under 10 and a half interceptions. So those are Drew Locke's season-long numbers. Let's start with the touchdowns, 21. Too high, too low, just right. Uh, two, and this is where the, the blue and orange goggles come in, but I think that is too low. I think he's going to have over 21 throwing touchdowns, um, 21 and a half, right? So over 22 throwing touchdowns on the season. Yep. He's going to have over 22 touchdown, uh, passes on the season. It doesn't say who it has to go to just throw a touchdown. He's going to have over 22 in the season. Cool. 3,550 yards. That's about right. 
I think I think for me, I'd stay away from that line just because I yep. think that's about where it's going to be, and I don't know one way or the other. And right now, where we're sitting, obviously preseason, we don't really know whether where that's going to go because we might go back to being an all run team. Yeah, totally. And ten and a half interceptions. I think that's too low. No. Mm-hmm. I think that's too low. I think he's going to have more than 10. I think he's more going to have more than 11 interceptions. He's still a very young quarterback. He's got a lot of really good defensive plays in the AFC West. Not just the AFC West. Obviously, our, our season schedule looks pretty tough. I think that's low. I think he's he's going to have over his 23 touchdowns, and I think he's going to have over his uh, 11 interceptions. See, you might be thinking to yourself, where the hell did Vegas get these lines? Well, let's think about this. In five games last year, Drew Locke had 1,020 yards and seven touchdowns. If we extrapolate that out over a 16-game season, that's 3,300 yards passing, <laughs> 22 touchdowns. Vegas ain't a bunch of idiots over there. They got this right. Jared, I think your analysis is spot on. My first rager of the year is I'm taking Drew Locke over 21.5 touchdowns. That is about a 1.5 touchdown per game ratio. I think Drew Locke surprises a lot of people. I think he's got multiple three touchdown and four touchdown games as we move through the year. That gives us a couple of lulls. Um, I'm, I, I'm expecting a slow start, but I think he's got a couple of really great ones. I'm taking Drew Locke over 21.5 touchdowns for sure. Let's move on. Cortland Sutton. Over Ooh, okay. under. 1,050 receiving yards, over under 6.5 touchdowns. I'm taking the over on both those. I, I'm i a huge fan of Cortland Sutton. We talked about it. If you haven't didn't listen to the Fantasy 101, I'm a huge fan of Cortland Sutton. There's no way they can double-team him with Jerry Judy on the other side and Noah Fant running out of the tight. I, I, I think that the offense is going to be doing well. He's going to have over 1,000 yards. It's going to be difficult, right? We talk about if I think he's going to have over 1,000 yards, what do I think that Jerry Judy is going to do? He's unproven. We don't know. Obviously, he's got an explosive opportunity, but I don't think so. I think Cortland Sutton is the lock here. I think he's over that, and especially over the touchdowns. We're talking about this this man's a machine in the red zone. He's, He's going to get that probably by week six. Totally. I think you're spot on. Again, uh, Cortland Sutton broke the 1,000-yard mark last year, and that was with like uh, the carousel of quarterbacks that the Broncos were throwing out there last year. He seemed to find his groove with um, Drew Locke towards the end of the season. You kind of hit on a note there, though, that I want to pick on, and I'm going to give you my rager, is we got a little bit more love, right? Noah Fant coming out of the woodwork, seeming he caught on it towards the end of the year. Jerry Judy seeming to be the star of camp. We finally got a running back that's supposed to be able to catch some balls out of the backfield and Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay being improved in that category. I think the thousand yards is right. I'm going to, I'm going to okay. fade that. I'm not going to mess with that line, but I think over under 6.5 touchdowns is just stupid low. I think uh, Cortland Sutton's a 10, 11 touchdown guy this year. I am taking rager number twos. I'm taking over 6.5 touchdowns for Cortland Sutton. Now his best friend now Jerry Judy. Here it is. So Yard. go ahead. I so as before we get into these numbers, you talked about how Vegas got Drew Locke's numbers off of the minimal games he played. How are they going to determine numbers for a possible number one, definitely number two wide receiver on a, somebody who's never played before? Yeah, again, projecting totally. And again, Vegas is going to continue to move that line, right? They might. I have no idea where this line started. Could have started at seven hundred yards or 500 yards, and if the money's coming in over the top, they're going to keep moving that sweet spot until they get to the point where money starts coming in on the bottom. That's when they know they're in that range, and and they're doing their best to get that right on that 50% mark. It's not always perfect for Vegas, of course, but they're doing their best for that. Jerry Judy, 775 yards is his over-under for the year and over-under 5.5 touchdowns. Uh, so yards is tough. And I think we've on all three of these, we've kind of played the yards thing. I, I don't think the yards, he's going to be a 1000 yard receiver. I, I, I think that's too low. And obviously we're talking about going back to my drew law comment, thinking that his yards was just about right, but you have 2000 yard receivers that right there, they're going to be the two main targets. I think that's going to, that's just about right. Uh, if not a little low, but the touchdown is definitely way too low. He's going to get the touches. He's going to get the red zone looks. He, I mean, he's just as big and strong as Cortland Sutton. That, 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 that's going to happen. That's way too low. For perspective, Cortland Sutton's rookie year, 700 yards, four touchdowns. 
And I think for all intensive purposes, all the reports out of Dove Valley is that Jerry Judy is a polished, one of the best wide receiver prospects that we've ever seen. The fact that the Broncos got him again just still blows my mind. Still, that's draft. crazy. At um, 15. At, at, at 15. I think he was the third receiver off the board at that point in time. Or, or, or it could be third or fourth at that point. So um, leave it to the Raiders to screw that up. But anyways. Um, <laughs> So perspective, I think, is really key there. I think the thing with Judy that I'm going to see, and I, I think both lines are good, Jared. So if you're listening right now and you're willing, and you got some money to spend, I would take them both. I am going to actually lean towards the over/under on the yards. I think I'm going to take Jerry Judy over 774 yards, and I think here's the reason why: the piece that I think is missing um, compared to Jerry Judy's game to Cortland Sutton's game is Jerry Judy is going to blow the roof off of. Of games, I think Jerry Judy is going to have games, and we mentioned this, we teased this in our Fantasy Football 101, uh, our other episode, if you have not seen it yet or heard it yet. I think he's going to have games of 150 yards followed by games of 20 yards, and I think that we're going to see a little bit of a yo-yo season from Jerry Judy, just a little bit as we get the year started. I think Jerry Judy has a couple, multiple 100-yard games. That means he needs to get 400 yards in the smattering of another 12 games. I, I, I like my chances there. It's 30, 40 yards a game on average based on that. Jerry Judy is clearly our second wide receiver. I am going to hedge towards the <clears throat> yards again, only because I think in the red zone, we're going to start to see a lot of Noah Fant. We trust Cortland Sutton, and we're going to see some of those ground and pound type of things based on the numbers. I think yards are slightly better. I think both are great, great uh, bets here. All right, Jared, I got a couple more for you. Broncos win total. Over under uh-huh. seven and a half. Seven and a half oh, total. That's I'm, I'm taking the oh, over. Wait. And again, we're, yeah. yeah, you have to take the over here. Seven and a half. I mean, that's not even playoff worthy. We are a playoff. We are a playoff team. We're, I'm taking the over on. We're going to win more than eight games. It's going to happen. So at least if we're 500 or better, that means that we are in. Um, the rager part of me, and this again, thinking through the orange and blue goggles, I'm going to avoid this line. I'm not going to mess yeah. with it. I'm going to avoid it. Seven and five or seven point five. Are we an eight win team? Yes. I think eight win is our is our sort of our base our baseline. If baseline if go well for us in this year, I honestly believe that we would absolutely jump into the eight, nine, ten win category. And Jared, if you believe that we are a playoff team, I think the odds on the Broncos making the playoff are about plus two hundred. Again. Bet $100, get $200 back. You're, you're netting, you're doubling your money on that, betting that the Broncos make the playoffs. Seeing that number there, and we'll talk about some betting strategies as we move on, but comparing those two numbers, seeing that the numbers are about, it's two to one odds for the Broncos to make the playoffs. I think a, 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 a eight and eight team is where we're at. 75 is probably a touch low. If it was 8.5, I think that would be a better line. So I think the over is a slight favorite here in some capacity. I'm avoiding it at all costs. I'm not messing with that line. Uh, we are two injuries away from it just being Bradley Chubb and a, a, we're a Bradley Chubb away or a Drew Lock away from being a five and eleven team, and that is the honest to God opinion. Um, I, I believe, I truly believe, this Broncos an eight nine win team this year with such a young nucleus. I, I think we're playoff bound, uh, twenty two and on. I mean, I don't, I, I don't see there's, there's, we're, we're on the uptick right here, which I'm feeling very excited about. Seven point five is probably a game low, but I'm going to avoid that this year. Okay. I'm going to give you two just nuggets. These are we're not going to talk about these. I'm just going to give you two quick nuggets here. Comeback player of the year currently. Chubb is sitting at plus 3,300. That means if you were to bet $100, you were to get $3,300 in return. He's sitting about 10th best odds right now to be comeback player of the year. I think if Chubb comes back and he is a 13 to 15 to 18 sack guy, somewhere in that 15 range here, that could show some tremendous value there. This is a perfect place. Um, If you're a low ball better here, you could bet $10 right now and win $330 back just on saying Bradley Chubb is going to be comeback player of the year. I think that there is some value there. I am calling that a rager here, right here, right now. I'm going to put a small bet, not a full unit play here, a 5 to $10 bet on that just to see what the heck happens. I love Chubb. I want to see him come back and just rock the house. And again, 
He was on track. He, he could be a 15-18 sack guy. He could be a defensive player of the year kind of conversation. If he has one of those types of years this year, I think he's a clear gunshot uh, favorite for, for year player of the year or comeback player of the year. I think Gronkowski currently is the number one odds based on, mm-hmm. on what we have seen on there. And I'm going to throw a fun one out there. Here's another rage. I'm going to put another five, kind of 5 to $10 bet on this. Von Miller to lead the league in sacks. Oh, wow. Currently sitting at plus fourteen hundred. Again, meaning that if you bet a hundred dollars, you would get fourteen hundred dollars back, or if you bet ten dollars, you would win one hundred and forty dollars back. There, I think that that is a pretty safe bet. If Von Miller is doing all the stares and is an angry Von Miller, and I'm going to steal kind of a kind of a quote here, but you know what? I love betting on greatness when greatness is back is against the wall, and Von Miller. He, he might not be a Bronco next year. I'm telling you, if he's got less than 10 sacks this year, he will not be a Bronco next year. I'm calling it right now. So he needs to have a big year here. He needs to have a 15, 18. He's got the potential for the, 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 those big-time numbers. He could lead the league in sack. I believe he did that a couple years back. Um, I, definitely, I think he did definitely did that in the Super Bowl year. So he could be a 15, 18 sack guy and potentially lead the league in sacks. I think those are two small unit plays. Uh, sometimes you see a kind of half unit or quarter unit plays there. Five or 10 bucks, Bradley Chubb, player of the comeback player of the year, Von Miller to lead the league in sacks. So with that being said, here are my official ragers for the start of this football season. I'm taking Drew Locke over 21.5 touchdowns. I'm taking Cortland Sutton over 6.5 touchdowns. I'm taking Jerry Judy over 775 yards. I am avoiding the win total at all costs. And I'm going to do a small bet on Bradley Chubb being comeback player of the year and Von Miller to lead the league in sacks. Again, thank you all for hanging out with us today. Here's what we're going to do every week. It's just going to be like this. It's going to be Weeks we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about sports betting and fantasy football in one episode. So again, today was just kind of giving you the broad strokes. Let's talk about sports betting. Let's talk about some of the bets. But at the same time, every each and every week, all we're focused on are Broncos. We're going to look at player props. We're going to look at over-unders. We're going to look at the spread. We're going to rock and roll. These, these episodes will come out either on Friday nights or Saturday mornings. As soon as the lines are published, we will publish this episode for you all. So make sure you subscribe or you meet your podcast, all of those things. Make sure you hit that like button for us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. We're going to engage with you all on Twitter. Jared, am I forgetting anything, brother? You got everything, man. I got the notes here. I'm ready to make some money this year. And I think I'm going to start with some of these uh, ragers you gave us already. So I, I'm ready for this season. I think you are too. And I think uh, I think those listening, I think you guys are too. So so stick with us and we'll we'll get you along. If you, if you forgot it already, we're Orange Weekly. We are the best Bronco content around. You can't find anybody better. I promise you that. We're all about friends. Brews and Broncos news. Thanks, y'all. Orange Weekly. Fans, Brews, and Broncos news.